0: Hi and welcome back to Becca Babble's podcast. I'm your host Becca. I'm a certified personal trainer, holistic health coach, and future chiropractor on my way to figuring out this thing we called life. Now, let's get babbling. Hi everyone and welcome back to Becca Babble's podcast. I'm your host Becca and I'm currently recording the podcast right now and someone is doing their yard work, which is probably not the best idea to be recording a podcast while someone is doing their yard work. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping and praying that you guys won't hear it in the background. If I realize that he ends up being really loud, then I'll probably stop the podcast. But I did a little recording beforehand, and it seems like it should be okay. But I'm just gonna go on ahead and just keep doing my podcast because I really feel like recording one this morning. I've just really been in the podcast mood recently, so that's been nice, but I just also need to edit my podcast and like put my intro and outro in, which honestly isn't that hard. But anyways, this was a long intro and I haven't even introduced the topic, but as you already know, last week my podcast came out about PCOS and what PCOS really is and somewhat of like how to treat it. Um, But this week, I really wanted to talk about my journey specifically with PCOS and how I dealt with it with having an eating disorder and then things that I'm doing right now to help with either mindset stuff and also just managing my symptoms. Um, It is a journey and I'm still working through it, but I do believe it's possible a lot of the times, like I had mentioned in the last podcast, actually I don't think I've mentioned it, but... I went into about typing the PCOSs, PCOSs. I found it really funny when they're like type the PCOSs like there's multiple different types when it's really just one diagnosis. But anyways, that's a whole another ramble for later. But I I don't think I talked about this, but for me what I found out was that I was more the adrenal type, which of course is the one with like dealing with stress and managing stress. Um And that's honestly been really tough for me, but I'll get into that when I get into my story. So I guess let's just get on with it. But I kind of wanted to highlight what my eating or what my menstrual cycle was like before my eating disorder. Also, by the way, any family members that are listening to this right now, Probably not the best podcast to listen to. Um, like if you want to, fine. Like, I'm a total open book when it comes to this stuff because I think it's important to know about your menstrual cycle and just to make it an open and honest conversation because it's a natural thing that happens and women shouldn't be ashamed of it and shouldn't need to hide it. But if you are family members, um, please just like. Either listen to the next podcast that comes out, re listen to an old one, or just like don't come up to me and say, Hey, how's your menstrual cycle going? Because that's going to be pretty awkward, but you have been forewarned. Um, anyways, so my menstrual cycle before my eating disorder had, I, before my eating disorder really got deep, I had two or three menstrual cycles and they were always really light they were light and they were short and honestly my family or okay I would just say my mom and my sister would get really upset because they'd be like why the heck are you you're so short and light it's so unfair um and even when I'd have conversations with friends they would be dealing with all the PMS symptoms and they're like this isn't fair why aren't you dealing with this and I just kind of was like okay it's something that happens um Honestly, for me, it was, um, it was an interesting conversation when it came to ha- um, getting my period because it was one of those situations where my mom just kind of handed me one of those American Girl Doll books. It was like, here, here you go. And to be honest, I was kind of ashamed of it, but it was also just because when I was taught in school about my menstrual cycle and, like, you know, protecting your private parts and stuff like that, Um, it wasn't, like, all I was told was, you bleed and here's a pad, there you go. Um And it almost, you would get this vibe from the teachers or just adults around me that are kind of just, like, this is what happens, we're not really going to talk about it. And you could tell the tension in the room, which is honestly why I really want to come out more about just normalizing menstrual cycles and periods and period health because, again, it shouldn't be this taboo like hide in your room or sneak the tampon through the classroom sort of situation. Um, But that was that was an interesting um, situation for me when it came to getting my period and literally getting shoved this book under the door. Um, but that was kind of what had happened to me. And I just was like, okay, this is something that happens. It's not that big of a deal. I didn't realize the importance of a menstrual cycle. Then I got into my eating disorder. And of course, I lost that menstrual cycle really, really easily. It was kind of just like, oh, okay, I don't bleed. Like, okay, it's fine. Um, and I went on with my life. But then coming back from eating disorder treatment, and then getting obsessed with podcasts again. I think it was Meg Doll, if I'm not mistaken, that had started talking about her journey to recovering her period and then also um this other podcast where or just a few podcasts where they would talk about periods and I was just like it was almost FOMO to be honest I was like I don't have one like everyone complains about theirs but is it like should I have one question mark um and then I I started I was working with a dietitian at that time and I was kind of just like so um what's this period thing? And we talked about it for a bit and she talked about the importance. And then of course, me being me, I just dove in deep. Like when I get obsessed with a topic, I dive in deep. It's funny. I um, had a friend when I was getting obsessed with weightlifting and I was consuming all of Mind Pump's um, information and like, either creating my own program or diving into their programs. And then I would talk to her about it. I'd just be like, I do this and then I do this and then I'm going to do this. And da, da, da. And she's just like, it's so cute how obsessed you get with these things. And that's just that's me. So, of course, I got obsessed with periods. And to be honest, I'm still obsessed with them now because, again, they are important. Um, and then the FOMO almost started sinking in even more. But the hard part was, is when I started reading No Period, Now What? And I started to realize like, oh crap, I might have to eat more (laughs) and rest more. And I don't want to do that. And at this time, I was like, um, I was really, really active. And I was still in my like stepaholic situation. Um, And I would, I would be in this like contemplation state where I'd be like mm, okay we're gonna try this or I'd be like oh I'll just like I'll stop taking this walk or I'll like I'll decrease my steps by like a thousand or um, the real hard one was like giving up the gym which honestly um, was funny enough the thing that brought my menstrual cycle back but we'll get into that in a second but so I went on this whole journey of like thinking that I had HA. And I went to a few doctors at the time. Um, I went to one chiropractor where she gave me this um, the progestin just to help get my menstrual cycle back because she was just like, you're at a healthy weight, so like you should have it. Um, and that was a lot of the times what would happen is doctors would be like, well, you're at a healthy weight. And there was even one where because I was developing some muscle mass and because I'm taller, she goes well, you're like kind of on the edge of like BMI. And I was just like, I literally just told you I have an eating disorder and yet you're telling me I'm on the edge of like being considered overweight on BMI. And I just, looking back now, I just want to roll my eyes, but I definitely experienced a really hard day that day and there was a lot of crying. Um, and so I was still really confused on why I didn't have my menstrual cycle. And then when I finally got it, I was like, oh, this is great. And at this time, I wasn't working with my dietitian; I was working with a health coach. And she we, we worked through a lot of mindset stuff. But I had started getting my period back and was work. Actually, wait, retract, retract that. Um, I actually I got my period back, but then I lost it. Um, And I was really frustrated with myself because I was almost about to make a podcast called like what I wish I knew when I got my period back. And this was still in the stage of when I thought I just had HA. Um, And at that point, I I think it was because I started moving more or I was like eating less. I was also in the stage of like, I wanted to measure less of my food or be more intuitive eating. And to be honest, I probably should have waited till I got three menstrual cycles back um, before I started doing that. But, you know, like I wanted to be gun ho about everything because that's just who I am. Um, and I had lost my menstrual cycle And then I started working with that health coach and we started working on resting more, of course, because I went back to working out. I think that was the big thing is I went straight back into working out. And so I went straight into just doing yoga and then finally got my menstrual cycle back and I started slowly. I think I got two menstrual cycles back and I started working out one day a week, one day a week at the gym lifting weights and to be honest i really felt pathetic um i would tell myself these stories of like you're not working out enough like i can't believe i'm only doing one day a week what am i supposed to do with all the rest of my time and there would be times where i would tell myself like you could read more you could like i don't know do a different hobby but there was still like i would still tell myself like you should be working out more which in actuality it was like no my body was just needing that one day a week. And then it was like, okay, I was telling my coach, I was like, I really, really, really want to get like another day in the gym. And so she was like, okay, let's do two days a week and we'll see how this goes. And I was doing really well at this point, but I started noticing symptoms like a lot of dark hairs. Um, I was getting some acne and I just thought like oh this is just my body needing to like rebalance Um, and then later on and honestly looking back this was happening a lot more but I've talked about how I have a lot of hair my hair is very thick it is very poofy but I've noticed and especially recently that there has been less of it and I always like had this thought of like huh, I'm like losing a lot of hair or like every time I put my fingers through my hair, like some hair would come out. Um, But it was never in clumps like people talk about on podcasts or blogs or whatever when they're like, hey, this is a big red flag. But people would like I would hang out in people's cars and they would be like, oh my gosh, you leave a trail everywhere you go. Or like my dad would be mad because he's like, you're clogging up the drain. And I'm just like, I just got a lot of hair. Um, But actually what I've realized is no, I was losing a lot of hair. And it honestly kind of makes me sad because I almost really, I don't want to say almost, I actually do really miss my thick hair. And it's been tough for me realizing that like, my hair is a lot lighter than what it used to be. Um, and I miss it. (laughs) Um, and I, it kind of just, it hit me realizing that like, Hey, this is real, this is actually a problem, um, or something else is going on. And then I also started realizing that my periods consistently stayed light. Um, they were irregular but again like I just thought like oh this is just because like my cycle is trying to like get back to normal and that's it um, my hormones just have to rebalance and that's fine but every time I had a period um, at the beginning it was great but then slowly it started getting lighter and lighter and lighter so my coach then recommended me to go to a doctor and get some labs checked. And they they came back and to be honest, um, well just I just want to point out my ultrasound appointment was with a dude. Um it was a very interesting ultrasound appointment. Like he was like, Your ovaries look beautiful. And I was just like, uh um, and then he was I just I don't know if that's normal, um, but that's just an experience I had, um, and I'm just gonna leave it at that, but then I came back for my appointment, and I, again, specifically told this doctor, I have a history of anorexia, I have a history of orthorexia, like, I eat healthy. (laughs) Um, I fuel my body, or at least I'm trying to. Um, And she comes back and she goes, yeah, you definitely have PCOS. Um, We went over all my different labs and on my ultrasound, my follicles on my or my follicles and my ovaries were medium sized. And she explained the whole process. It was honestly kind of cool how she was describing the menstrual cycle to me. Uh, She was a great doctor as far as like making sure I understood what was going on. But like internally in my head, I was like, I already know all this. This is really cool. Um, (laughs) And I... I still, like, there was a part of me that was like, oh, this is really cool that I understand this. And then when she told me I had PCOS, I was like, wait, what? No. Um, And then goes the whole thing of, like, all the side effects and, like, all the things that could happen. And, like, then it started popping in my head the list of symptoms that people talk about when it comes to PCOS. And all I could think about was how easily... I could gain weight because of the insulin resistance and all I could think about was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to gain a ton of weight. I'm, I'm never going to be like this fit person. And I think at the time I was getting my personal trainer certification or I was a personal trainer and I was just like, I can't be an overweight personal trainer. Like no one's going to want to work with me, um, which false. And uh, All those stories were just going through my head. But another big one for me was that I would develop diabetes or that I would have diabetes. And that was something that really triggered me in my eating disorder because I was terrified that I would develop diabetes. So not only was it this like fear of gaining weight for me, but it was also this fear of like, I'm going to develop diabetes. Um, And at the time, I didn't really understand what all went into that. But what was told to me multiple times when I was younger was just like, diabetes is bad. You don't want diabetes. Um, And I almost interpret it in my brain as it being like shameful. uh, Because there was a lot of shame around having diabetes or wanting to hide the fact that you have diabetes. Um, And then another big one for me was realizing that I didn't have the choice to have kids because at that point the way again the point I I feel bad for doctors because at this point um you're getting told this diagnosis I'm having all these thoughts in my head um all these eating disorder thoughts popping up in my head and the doctor is trying like she again I'm gonna say she was a great doctor she was very supportive um but she's telling me all these things and all I could think then in the back of my head is like, oh, you're literally telling me I can't have kids. And at this point in time in my life, um, I'm at the point where I, I don't know if I want to have kids. Um, I'm not saying I won't have kids, but I'm also saying I won't. How do you put that? I'm not saying that I will have kids. Um, so that was, but the the fact that the choice was taken away from me was really hard. Um, I talked to a friend about this, and I was just like, I, like, I never thought of myself as a person of having kids, but now that the choice is taken away from me, I just, I almost felt hopeless. Um, but I will say this right now: just because you have PCOS does not mean you won't have kids. So I'm just going to affirm that right now. This was just the information, or the way the information was coming across towards me what how I interpreted that and then comes the like oh what to do options at the doctor's appointment and this is where like things start to spiral because she told me okay you've already it was funny I came into the appointment I was like I I put my fist down I was like I'm not going on the pill it's not happening like I already knew that was something that was coming that was going to come my way and she's like so she was really nice and she goes so I know you don't want to go on the pill, but, and I was just thinking, lady, it's not happening. Um, and she, so she had told me like, Now, if you don't go on the pill, you will have to work harder to get your period back. You're just going to have to be healthier than other people. And you're just really going to have to be diligent about like uh, making sure you're working out and like lifting weights, but then like not lifting too many weights because like that can increase your testosterone and then like that you eat really healthy. And I'm literally staring back at her and I'm like, okay, you're telling me. I need to lift weights, but I can't lift too many weights, but I love weights. And then also you're telling me that I need to eat healthier, but I already eat healthy for me or what I think is. And I have a history of orthorexia and anorexia. Do you not think that I don't eat healthy? Um, It's just, it boggles my mind. I'm like, did you hear what I said? Um So I was pretty frustrated with that because all I was told was eat healthy. Um and that was pretty much it. And I am so grateful that I had a health coach at that time because I um on the device or like I have a messaging app with her and you can do like a little voiceover thing. And I was just telling her like how I felt and she was just like, It's okay. We will get through this. These we just needed the labs to confirm it. It is okay. Um, so I am very, very grateful and thankful for that. So what we ended up doing was like adding in more carbs. I know that is a really touchy topic when it comes to PCOS because like you're basically told like, hey, you need to like lose weight, you need to work out more, and that will help your diagnosis. But in actuality, and I talked about this in the previous podcast, you actually need to make sure you are eating carbs because you need to support your thyroid. You need to support ovulation, and you can't ovulate if you're not eating enough carbs. So please do not be afraid of carbs, but make sure that you're not just eating naked carbs. That is important for regulating your blood sugar and dealing with insulin resistance. Because when you eat naked carbs what ends up happening is that it spikes your blood sugar really really high, sending out more cortisol, more stress hormones, sending make then converting that into like um oh, I'm blanking on the name. I can like see it in my brain, but it's not happening. The male hormones. <laughs> okay, well, that was just a brain fart right there. But I think you get the point, especially if you listen to the last podcast. Um, And then you'll have that then drop. Um, And that's really stressful on your body. And then that will then later then develop into diabetes. So again, make sure you are pairing your carbs with something like protein and fat. And then I also added in some supplements that I could afford for me at the time. And then I also really made sure that I was brain rewiring. And I would, in brain rewiring, one of the steps for that is you go through this meditation and there's like a visualization section. And I just visualized having a healthy menstrual cycle that I ovulated every month And that I could trust my body and that my body was giving me the signals I needed to um, when to eat, when not to eat, um, and that I could trust the signals that it was sending because that was something that was really tough for me was the way that I interpreted how she spoke to me was your body is not going to send you the right signals. So you might be hungry at times that you're not supposed to be. And that sent a lot of fear into my body because I'm like, oh, I'm just going to send myself into a spiral of being overweight. But in actuality, if you make sure that you are eating balanced meals and eating regularly and getting in enough sleep, your body will support you and will give you the signs and signals that it needs. It's just, it might need some extra support along the way. And like the doctor was saying, you might have to work harder. But my interpretation of like when she said work harder to be healthy was completely different because sometimes I have a hard time when people just say like, oh, be healthy. It's like, okay, what does healthy mean to you? Because there's so many interpretations when it comes to eating healthy. Like, what is your healthy compared to like my definition of healthy? That could be a completely different situation. And that's why like everyone's diet and like lifestyle is bio-individual. And that's something that I make sure I work with my clients because like people are dealing with different things and different situations again another rant right there <laughs> but another thing i also made sure that i was doing and honestly i kind of just had to do for my own sanity purposes was like weight training because a i love weight training it like it makes me so happy it makes me feel strong and just i don't want to say gets me through my day but is a point in my life like if i didn't have it in my day then I'd kind of feel confused, to be honest. Like, if I didn't have weight training, I would probably be doing some sort of sport or going hiking somewhere. But to be honest, there's more like trails instead of hikes where I live. But hopefully, maybe someday that will change for me if I move somewhere else. But that is to be shown later. Um, But also with weight training, what happens is when you build muscle, that allows your body to have more areas for the glucose that you are consuming to be converted into glycogen and stored into your muscles. Um, what happens when you eat is you will eat, especially when it comes to carbs, you will eat and then that um, what you consume will then be broken down into glucose. Then that glucose will then signal your liver to release insulin and then that insulin will tell your cells like, "Hey, open up! Like, we got some glucose for you." Um, but if there, if your body, this is where insulin resistance comes in to where your cells aren't responding to that insulin. So if it's not responding, then your body's like, we're not getting the glucose that we're supposed to be getting. So then it sends out more insulin and then you have more insulin in your blood and that's where the insulin resistance plays. So when you are able to build more muscle, there is more areas for that extra glucose to then be converted into glycogen and then stored so then you won't have those big spikes in blood sugar. Um, I almost feel like I need to do a whole podcast on blood sugar but I know um, Paige, Paige Wellness, I know I keep calling her imperfectly Page Wellness but that's her Instagram handle, uh, Paige Harris, she did a great podcast just explaining blood sugar so I might just link that in the des- or description show notes whatever it's called um, but then another thing for me was also reading period repair manual and discovering the types and then looking back at my labs um, I didn't really understand the labs like again the doctor did explain them to me and I sent them to my health coach at that time but it just it's still like I was like, okay, these are just numbers. So when I read the book, I almost felt more empowered where I was like, oh, I could read this. And like I said in the beginning of the podcast, I um I discovered I had adrenal PCOS, which is like lovely. Um, Knowing that, because in the book, it literally just says, handle your stress, add in activity that makes you happy. And I just at that point, I just wanted to throw the book across the room, to be honest. Um, and because a lot of people around me just told me that, like, hey, you need to handle your stress, like, um, maybe you need to do less. And this is something that I have been working on, um, and even I work on with my clients, it's kind of funny. I find the things that come up in my client sessions with my clients are like a reflection of things that I need to work on. And so it makes me even more motivated to want to work on myself because I'm telling my clients all these things. So like, I'd kind of be like, like if you were working with a personal trainer and they're telling you like, hey, maybe like start eating more rounded Well rounded meals, and then, or like, hey, maybe you should start cooking from home. And they come to your training session and they're drinking a monster energy drink or like an icy and eating a McDonald's hamburger. You'd be like, this is this is like confusing. So I try and make sure what I tell my clients I'm doing for myself. Um, but it was also kind of just relieving, like I had mentioned in the last podcast, to be able to pinpoint and be like, hey, okay this is me, this is maybe specifically what I need to work on, but I still make sure that like I'm handling the insulin resistance portion because that is like a main contributor to PCOS. But then also realizing that like with this whole like trusting my body that it gave me a new meaning and purpose of taking care of my body. Um, I feel like this happened with me with HA, but also just like realizing that like, especially when my hair started thinning, I was like, oh, this is a wake-up call. Not only is it like I lost my menstrual cycle, which is kind of hard because you only get it once a month. Um, And for me, again, it I didn't have it very often when I was younger and so I didn't there wasn't this sense of like importance or regularity or even if you find when you're trying to strive for a goal and it's kind of hard to reach that goal because it's like it's so far away so you need to have those mini goals along the way it was kind of like that for me it was like okay I'm waiting for this menstrual cycle to come back um and It still hasn't come and I don't know when it's coming. And then to be honest, I just get so consumed with all the other things that are going on in my life that I forget about it. And so when I started having symptoms like the dark hairs, which honestly I could ignore because I could just tweeze them, but it was hard when other people were pointing them out. Um, And then also... When i was starting to develop acne um it was it was hard when i would take pictures but to be honest i've never been a person who really likes wearing makeup so again it wasn't that big of a deal and i i would just i've always had red cheeks and so i was just like oh the redness is just going down to the lower part of my cheeks it's fine um but then when my hair started thinning it was like oh okay, this is something I feel every day when I'm putting my hair into a ponytail. So um, if there is something that you know for you, highlights something for you, um, and is it a big importance for you, maybe just like reminding yourself like, hey, if I get my menstrual cycle back or with whatever goal you're working on, if I get my menstrual cycle back, these other things will help Me too. Um, I know that's kind of a reverse way of thinking about dealing with or like setting a goal, but I just find that helps me. And then again, also when it comes to taking care of my body, a different perspective at looking at treats because that's something that gets shoved down people's throats with PCOS is like, you can't have sugar, you can't have sweets. And again, I just, it's a hard take when you have an eating disorder and approaching that because you were told for so long like hey just fuel your body Um, listen to your body give your body what it needs it's completely fine just like go out and eat a donut and everything will be okay Um, but then also putting in that self-care perspective of like hey maybe like Make sure you have something like eat a couple eggs before you go and have a donut or like pairing it with something so that your blood sugar stays stable. I know it sounds like counterintuitive to eat more when you're like maybe eating a more calorie dense food or maybe you're eating a fewer food. Um, but it will support your body even more if you do that. I'm not saying that I avoid treats. I'm not saying I avoid sugar. But for instance, okay, so I know a lot of the times people working through an eating disorder, they will tell you like, hey, have a treat every single night and it'll be great. Um, And I think there's a period of time where maybe you need to focus on that like I think it was really important for me to like actually have like hey I'm having a treat every night because that kind of allowed me to get accustomed to like hey I can have a treat and nothing is wrong at this point in time I didn't know that I had PCOS but um we're just gonna push past that um and then now i can just be like oh i can have a treat when i want it but i'm not going to be intentional about eating a treat every night and so yes i will have a cookie sometimes yes i will have ice cream sometimes or i've really been liking magic spoon um even though i know it would probably be in my best interest to avoid dairy because that is highly inflammatory um but again it's also like do i see my symptoms improving if I take out dairy so um, I'm gonna need to check up back on that one with you guys uh, because that's still something that I'm testing out to see if my acne is worsening or not Um, so yeah that's my whole rant about like treats and sweets and stuff and like there there's a difference when it comes to like supporting your body but then also like not getting stuck in that orthorexic eating disorder tendency trap Now treatment. So like, these are all the things I know I kind of went over what I did a little bit, but I kind of just wanted to deep dive a little bit more into it. This episode is getting a bit longer than what I thought it was going to be. So hopefully we can get through this fast. Um, So the most conventional treatment is the pill. I don't recommend this because, again, it doesn't fix the problem. You're just going to have PCOS later on still. Um, And then it could also worsen your insulin resistance, um, which could then make it easier for you to develop diabetes and heart disease later on. So again, highly recommend not doing that. Um, But again, it is your body. You are at free will to do whatever you'd like to do. Um, And then also or this is what I would say to do instead, help your body by regulating the insulin resistance. So do this by resistance training. Again, like I explained, it allows that glucose to move into your muscles, but then also eating every three to four hours. It doesn't have to be exact, but just making sure you're getting in at least three meals a day. And for some people, this might also mean like having a little snack before bed um, that is easily digestible because it will keep your blood sugar stable through the night. If you are peeing in the middle of the night, especially through the hours between like one in four, that is because your blood glucose is dropping. Your body needs some extra support. And I had to do that for myself for a while. Um, I still do it sometimes, but not as frequently. Also getting in that seven to eight hours of sleep. It has been proven and shown that if you do not get enough sleep, and this is like five hours of sleep, um, that you wake up the next morning with insulin resistance or with blood glucose levels of someone who is diabetic. So it's really important to make sure that you're getting in that seven to eight hours of sleep, but then also making sure that it is restful sleep. So that's why I like wearing blue blocker glasses, especially when I'm on screens. Um, But also I've started doing this new thing where I locked the apps, like certain apps on my phone so that I don't so that I'm not scrolling on Instagram. I'm not like doing work. I'm not um, staying up late watching YouTube videos, stuff like that. And I'll stop that around eight because I know for me, I like going to bed around like, this is going to make me sound like a grandma, but whatever. Um, Nine, nine thirty. And then I've also been taking my basal body temp and I'd also recommend your pulse, um, but I don't have anything. I really want an aura ring, to be honest. Like if Aura Ring would like to sponsor me or like whatever that means, Um, I would love that. <laughs> but again, they're not. And I, I don't have something that would be taking my pulse and I don't want to be wearing my Apple Watch at this time while I'm sleeping because I don't want the light to avoid. So yeah. But anyways, with this, if your pulse is super low, I know this could be a whole nother rant, but like we are told that we should have our pulses really, really low when in actuality, you want your pulse, your resting pulse to be about 60 beats per minute or 70. Like it is normal. I, the lower your pulses, the more efficient your heart has to work or is being. So like that means your heart is working harder. I almost thought it was like this pride sort of situation of like, yeah, my resting beats per minute was like 33 it's I'm or I think it was like 38 um and I was like I'm so cool I'm a runner and like yes that's great because like I was a runner at the time and my body needed to be efficient to run but just normal human beings needs to have a resting pulse that is higher not too high but like it doesn't need to be too low So if you have something where you can measure your resting pulse right as you wake up, that'd be great. Um, But what I'm doing right now is taking my temperature right as I wake up in the morning. Um, I've been tracking this for a while and mine's stayed pretty steady for the most part, but what you're looking for is that ovulation. And so your temperature will rise about like 0.5 degrees Fahrenheit around your ovulation phase, showing that you actually ovulated. And that's what you're really looking for because again, a period is great, but what you're really wanting is that ovulation. And then supporting my liver and keeping my gut in check. This is really, really important because just excess estrogen can cause more inflammation and then more inflammation can then cause more androgens. There we go. Finally got the word. Um, If you guys didn't remember in the previous part of the podcast, but you know, it's fine. I call myself out all the time. Um, So what I'm doing to support my liver and keep my gut in check is by making sure I'm drinking at at least. Either ginger tea or dandelion tea. Um, I love dandelion tea. I know it's a bit bitter for some people, but I love that. Um, you could add in a little bit of honey to that, but also making sure that I'm having a valve movement every day and either sweating or going to the sauna. Um, I haven't been going to the sauna as much because, like, you know, I. Um, I work at the horses and I sweat pretty frequently. And for some reason, my gym is like as hot as can be. And so I find myself sweating a lot. Um, but as my lifestyle changes, I might need to be more aware of how much I'm sweating. I also make sure that I'm taking a probiotic um, to feed those good or like to promote a healthy gut microbiome, but also to feed those gut bugs. So the that's where the prebiotics would come in. So that's why I like taking a probiotic called seed because it has both. Again, not sponsored by them. I also make sure I chew my food um, because, again, your gut does not have teeth and it needs some help. Also, because I find when we're not chewing our food, it's because we're really stressed. So that could then also increase the stress hormone. So make sure you're calm when you're eating um, and then you're also chewing your food fully. And then I've also been thinking about trying castor oil packs. I've been doing some, I want to say research. I haven't deep dived totally into it. Like I've looked at one company and then um, I've also listened to a few podcasts about it, but I'm going to have to check up back on to you about that because I haven't totally gone into that, but that's just what I'm thinking about. Um, And then also making sure that you get a thyroid panel. I didn't do this for myself, but I think it's important because like I had mentioned in the last podcast, you can develop hypothyroidism with, um, or even that could be the root cause of why you have PCOS. So you could also even check to make sure that you don't have any underlying hormonal issues like cortisol, uh, leptin resistance and stuff like that. And then another big one is non-toxic products. Uh, I haven't talked a ton about this on the podcast, but again, I think it's important so that you're not getting in those environmental toxins consistently. And this is like checking your skincare um, and making sure that they don't have any products that would disrupt your endocrine system. Um, You can check, I think it's, E W G is the website. I'll make sure to link it in the show notes. Um, That's a good site to check to make sure that you're getting products that will support your endocrine system. And then also don't use plastic Tupperware. Please use glass. Your body will love you for it. Um, Especially don't reheat in plastic. Also uh, plastic water bottles are a big one too, especially if you leave them in your car, but then also you don't know the circumstances that water bottles have been in when they were being shipped around. So really try and like get a steel or glass water bottle. And then I have two more things. So the last two things are mindset and then the supplements I take. So mindset, just like trusting your body that it will support you because it will. If you're supporting it, it will support you. And then also This is a big one too, realizing that the symptoms that your body is communicating to you or like giving you is what it's communicating towards you. So stop seeing your symptoms as like you being a failure or you not being enough or like you should be ashamed that like oh I'm dealing with this acne or I have this dark hair because like yes it can be like a little you can feel insecure about these things. I know what it feels like. It's it's I'm, I'm putting a full hug out there for people dealing with PCOS because you can feel a little shameful for these things and there are some ways to like treat it or hide it. But again, it's a way your body is speaking to you um, and is like, hey, I need some help. So every time maybe you see that dark hair on your arm um, or on your face, maybe just think like, hey, I hear you. I see you. I'm trying to help you. Um, and just think of it that way. That I know that's what helps me. Um, but then also just working with a coach. I think this is really, really big. Work with a coach, work with a dietitian, work with someone that will support you and help you and keep reinforcing, like, hey, you are doing the right things. We are working through this. I can't say that enough. And then of course the supplements I could take. Again, this is totally bio individual, but they're will be like some things that i will highlight that i probably would recommend to most people and that is taking zinc most people with PCOS are really really low in zinc because of how high their copper is Um, also glutathione just to help support that gut health Um, and then with the gut health also taking that seed probiotic that I had talked about. And then to help with the increased inflammation, I take turmeric, a B-complex, and then also there's an ovarian care by Thorn. It has folate and a bunch of other things in it that will help with your symptoms with PCOS. Um, I can link that in the show notes too. Um, I do have a discount code with Thorn if you would like to check that out because I found that that was a big one for me that really helps me on my PCOS like Journey, recovery, whatever you want to call it, and then I've also been trying Organifi's Green Juice for just for skin in general um, and liver detox, and then um, Organifi Harmony, which has Chase Tree Berry and Maca, which has been shown shown to help with hormone balancing and regulation. So those are all really great supplements to try but again I would highly recommend working with someone so you can get a more bio individual approach because your experience with PCOS is going to be completely different than my experience with PCOS so Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It was a lot longer than what I thought it was going to be. Um, I hope you got something out of it with hearing my experience about PCOS and just my history with an eating disorder and how I managed it. And I just, again, I thank you so much. And I, I send out a hug to everyone dealing with PCOS and not just like, anyone dealing with any sort of circumstance I know it can be hard it can be daunting and I that's why I do what I do because I just want more people to be happy and have a smile and not having to deal with all these like health issues or critical self-talk that they have in the back of their head um oh man I could keep going and going but again this podcast is getting long so if you could and if you do like this podcast please hit that subscribe button and share it with a friend especially if they're dealing with PCOS and have a history of an eating disorder I really think this would help them Um, you could also take a screenshot of it and share it on social media you can tag me at Becca and Wellness and I would love to reshare it and tell me what you liked about this episode what you got out of it also if you could leave a five-star rating and review that would really help spread the podcast to other people and get us up on the charts. And also, I just love reading the reviews because it it brightens my day to to see, what you guys are getting out of this and then if you would like to work with me or would just like to send me a message or talk about a topic you would like me to talk about on the podcast you can message me on instagram at Becca Ann Wellness, or you can email me at hello at beccaannwellness.com and with all that being said I can't wait to babble with you next time